2: Rob Black your money. I'm not Black, talking money, investing, more. Thanks for listening to the show. Couples who spend more on their wedding are more likely to get divorced. So don't do it. I was looking at a random Facebook updates recently and... Kind of came across one of my female friends who was remembering her wedding with a lot of photos and such. Lovely, lovely. She was wearing white. Mm, questionable. Uh, a lot of money was spent on this wedding. Very, very questionable. So, a new study has found that an inverse association between wedding spending and marriage duration. This is probably not good news for Prince Harry. But for other people, it tells you the less expensive wedding, the more likely the marriage is to last. Is it because we can't talk finances with one another? Is it uh, the dream is shattered? The princess dream? The The amount that couples spend on an engagement ring in the ceremony is inversely associated with marriage duration. Wow. Does it tell you that we're a material world? What's it tell you? Oh, Papa John, Chairman of Papa John's really awful ingredients makes really awful pizzas, but he got into a little bit of trouble. I remember a couple of years ago he had that strange relationship with the quarterback of the Denver Broncos Peyton Manning, or was it Peyton? Yeah, it was Peyton, I think so. Don't quote me on that. <clears throat> but uh, he, like, run onto the field and hug him at the Super Bowl. And then next thing you know, magically paid to own lots and lots of uh, uh chains. Now, Papa John, the guy, he worked at Domino's, basically got all their secrets. And there, there was his model, and then he started his own company, which, good for him. That's the American way. Copy someone who does it better than you. So, But he's resigned as chairman of the board. Now, you remember that he's had some problems now. It's starting to add up and this time it's through some sort of racial statement that is thrown around. Will people never ever learn um, not to use racial slurs in public. If, if it's your belief and you want that, I get, you know, that's, that's your world. But for me, it's just, gosh, I... How many people have to go down for us to learn? The microphone is always on, right? Facebook will catch you. you will... Gonna... I don't know. It's just I post as little as possible. And I definitely never post while drinking. I'm not saying that Papa John's, John Shatner, was drunk when he made racial slurs, but you gotta know you can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm going to say that I'm shocked, but I guess I'm not. <laughs> and again, it's the old Darwinian thing going on, right? Survival of the. Well, the idiots get in the wood chipper. Amazon's Prime Day is coming up, and I have no problem with you buying stuff on sale. If you're going to buy stuff, buy it on sale, right? I always feel horrible. How many times have you bought something from, like, I don't know, Pottery Barn or uh, I, you know, I don't even know retail Macy's, and then the next day you're like, oh, you see it on sale. Oh, kills me. Sonos is getting ready to come public, and if you know anyone who has Sonos, they're pretty cool speaker systems. And what's interesting to note about this is Apple coming out with their um, HomePod, you're seeing Google have a speaker. Everyone has a speaker. Amazon clearly has a speaker. Hey, Alexa, listen to Rob Black. So clearly this is going on, right? So Sonos is a little late to the party. They're based out of Santa Barbara. They had a location on State Street for a while that you could actually walk into. Um, it was started as a speaker company after, I would, I would almost say the failure, but some of the people would say success, of a company like a com and software.com that kind of merged. Um, and the original owners of those companies, who the companies never earned money. But because it was the dot-com crazy era, the founders walked away with hundreds of millions of dollars. They decided, let's come up and start. And I'm loosely basing a narrative here that's true. Um, a lot of true facts, but I don't know if it's the founders, per se. I don't have the history of Sonos in front of me, but from what I've studied, uh, great speaker company. Wireless. It works like it's supposed to most of the time. But you could program rooms, so like if you're having a party and you want to have a chill-out room, you could be listening to lounge music down in the chill-out room. The do 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 you're in the bedroom and you want something sexy going on. So you're trying to spice up your life and you get a little Latin jazz. All different rooms, right? I wouldn't call this Latin jazz. But okay, use your imaginations. Radio is the theater of the mind, right? Now, here's the thing with Sonos. The company's sales growth has already slowed down and it's struggled with red ink of losses. I have no interest in the IPO. I love the product. I swear by the product. I've recently bought the product. Um, I think it sounds great. They're Sonos Playbase under a TV, which what a scam TVs are. Not a scam. I'm not going to use the word scam. But the whole idea that your TV can't produce good sound because it's thin. But Sonos, yeah, this is one that scares me as an IPO. Because IPOs, you typically want to be growing. The fact that Amazon has their own speaker, uh, now Sonos has come um, out with a press release where you can now use Amazon Alexa through Sonos speakers. But they've also said that at any point in time, Jeff Bezos can turn that switch off. So the Consumer Electronics Company filed to go public. It's carved out a niche, niche, nice niche, nice niche. Let's have some geesh. It's a nice niche for itself in the Wi-Fi controlled speakers, uh, wireless speakers. The problem is it's just, I don't know. At this point in time, you're like, maybe they'll get acquired. How many home electronics do we want in our house? I'm willing to say, like, maybe two. So I'll use Google's products and Apple's products. I, I ain't doing the Amazon thing because I don't want three. And then you start getting into different chargers, and you start getting into more plugs. So I'll have an Apple TV, thank you, and a Roku TV, and I'll have an Apple HomePod, pod. But then you start getting this, like, how many more electronics do we fit in? And some people love that kind of chaos. Some people hate that kind of chaos. Consumers who have been catching on with Sonos the last couple of years, the company sold 4.6 million speakers. It turns out if you have one, you very well likely have more than one. You buy more of them over time because they kind of work together over time. Like I said, your kids could be listening to the latest video game. You could be getting the sexy music on in the bedroom. You could have the... Uh, the lounge music and the chill out lounge of your home uh, but the best days are behind this one unless they could show me something else and the echo and the home and uh, you got big pockets that don't mind having some loss leaders as competitors I'm not saying that's going to be the end all be all because trust me they're going to have some, a war chest of money to play with for the next year but long term I don't see it standalone. I see them acquired for quality or maybe uh, manufacturing. You can find okay. me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Yes, sir.
1: making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about What do you want to live in retirement? That's something a lot of Americans really don't think about I'm in a single family home right now On a, a one level rancher, I guess, or whatever I don't know even names of houses um, I do believe that stairs keep you young And stairs keep you alive But a lot of retirees are like Man, I don't want stairs I don't know where my retirement's going to be. I don't know what it looks like yet. I haven't found it, and I certainly haven't found a community that I'm, like, in love with. Right now, my community is a lot of work people, right? Sometimes people who are, you know, near your children's age or families on the street you kind of develop relationships. Uh, but a n- bit of a problem is I don't know. And I, it... Uh, you know, time is marching on. So it's, it's getting closer. So there's a lot to consider. Now, bankrate.com, I think, is a website that does a pretty nice job. And if I'm looking for an idea for a story or an idea to kill two or three minutes. I'll see what's going on as far as uh, retirement areas. Let's take a look at the top, the top areas right now. And then start asking yourselves, would you want to live there? For instance, the number one on the list, I'm going to just, just jump straight to it, is South Dakota. It's factory and cost of living, tax burden, weather, crime, health care. South Dakota comes out on top with the best overall score. It's a landlocked state that's home to the Mount Rushmore. Woo! How many times, times do you think you can see Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Incredibly low taxes, 10th in cultural vitality. Weather was the only category where he doesn't fare terribly well in. Healthcare quality, it's fine. And people there are pretty satisfied. I love going on vacation because I feel I run into people who are satisfied and happy, whether they live there, work there, or vacation there. Whereas where I currently live, I find that it's a lot of stressed out people. I'm so done with the, the floss dance. Please, please urge your children to stop. So number two on the list is Utah, number three, Idaho. Number four, New Hampshire. Those are your top four states. I don't see California anywhere on that list. Uh, Hawaii even meets out, uh, California. Yeah, California doesn't. Let's see where California comes in. Oh, my, my. It's not in the top 30. Oh, my, my. Oh, not my, in the top 40. Number 45. Wow. What's that say about Arkansas, Louisiana, Maryland, New York? Oh, yeah, New York's not a good one. So those are states to do business in, not necessarily to do retirement in. Have you thought about where you're going to retire in? Could you do something like a South Dakota? Or Utah. Many, many, many years ago, I was uh, single and dating a woman from California. It was kind of a dream, you know, California woman. I wish they all could be kind of thing. And uh, it was funny because I said, have you ever been to New York? She goes, no. Have you ever been to Florida? Now. Have you ever been to Virginia or Washington, D.C.? Now. Boston? Now. Toronto? Now. And I quickly learned that a lot of people in California never go east to the Rockies. Like, their whole world is the Rocky Mountains to Hawaii. I was like, okay. I'm not going to retire here. So that's, that's one thing I can tell you. California does not have the retirement benefits that I want. Now, again, yeah, depends on what you're looking for. Ooh. Have you noticed that... There are no right answers. there's just compromises. You know I've been doing more and more stories recently about people saying that they're going to retire outside of the United States and re, you know rescind their citizenship for tax reasons. I'm not going to knock anyone. If that's your goal, that's your goal. My fear is, is that I just want to fit in into something like a Panama or an Ecuador. And then I go like, "Did I really sell all my worldly possessions in the United States? And I'm living here, and I'm just just miserable." I just saw a dragonfly that is bigger than a Chevette car. I know you're saying Chevette. Seriously, Chevette. Yeah, so that's that's something that has is it's in my head, right? <clears throat> Thieves stole twenty-seven thousand dollars of goods from Apple at an Apple store <clears throat> in Fresno. Um, I. I don't think there is a big story there. It does tell you that Apple products are considered to be luxury items, because uh, when these these sell them on the street, it's going to be you know, hey, do you want a brand new Apple iPhone or do you want a new Apple Watch? It's not going to be they're going to be saying you want a new Google Android because like if you want one of those, you can get them. You don't steal something to resell it for the purpose of like low value. You're, you're going for premium. So, four men wearing black hoodies. The, the video of it's pretty crazy. Like, I don't know. It, I'm not going to be a hero. But I'm also not just going to stand there and go, what's going on? Um, and again, I don't know how I'd be under pressure. But they've got, you know, a whole store of people shopping. So, frantically, the thieves are grabbing laptops and phones off display tables. No weapons were used. Customers and employees stood by in shock. It's interesting because this brings up the question of, I've never seen that kind of violent crime happen in real life. I've seen a person hit by a car a couple times. I've seen some pretty bad car crashes, but I've never seen anything. Have you ever? Do you know anyone who's ever been on The Family Feud? Do you know anyone who's ever made it on to, like, I don't get, hey, there's people like, uh, the game shows that are out there, like, who, who, <laughs> where do they get these people from? I don't know anyone. But maybe you do. Maybe your family did it. So maybe, you're, maybe I just didn't grow up in L.A. or in the right environment. Amazon got an interesting um, upgrade.
1: Rob Black Jeff Bezos is watching you.
2: That's not even funny. So Amazon Amazon shares hit a record, as Canaccord calls it, the most robust and durable amongst fang stocks. So, Netflix, Facebook, Alphabet, they all have something that's kind of pretty dominant, right? Facebook makes a ton of money in a short amount of time with advertising. They got all your baby pictures. You may not want to pull those off. You may want to say, well, they're there, they're there. Netflix. Oh, and I have a friend who decorates his refrigerator with ugly baby pictures that aren't his kids. I think that's funny. Because there are some babies that are ugly. Look at the competitive advantages Netflix, Facebook, Alphabet and Amazon all have. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing, in more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: The record store. Y'all gonna give them all your money. Radio plays what they want you to hear. Tell me it's cool. I just don't me to sell out with me oh yeah, Sell out with me tonight. The record- oh 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 Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. The big trend right now is
2: to think. You want a speculative home run to start thinking about investing in vaping or marijuana or different ways to inject marijuana into your system. I've all seen right, that. it's right. crazy new ideas being innovated uh, powders that are inhalable faster delivery to your lungs um, but for years and years and years I've also had friends you know talk about the benefits oh I love to vape <clears throat> vaping so much better than puffing I'm like whoa so now push comes to shove and marijuana is becoming more legal in more states usage is expected to uh, you know outgrow the economy, for sure. So, vape pens are in the news right now. And this shows you where it's kind of dicey to invest in marijuana companies. There's a company called Juul, who's going to introduce 3% nicotine pods for its mint and Virginia tobacco flavors. All pods are available only, previously, in 5% nicotine pods. So the e-cigarette maker has become such a phenomenon that it's earned its own verb, juuling. Juul has raised $15 billion in value with acquiring uh, cash. Leading e-cigarette maker is going to soon introduce lower nicotine options for some of its flavor pods. Now, again, this stuff is pretty marketed to kids, right? If you look at some of the names of them, it's like, you know, pokemon pete's uh passionate lemonade you're like okay so some of it's like blatant some of it's obviously a little more colorful packaging so um i don't know i just throw it out there i know i'm tying vaping nicotine with vaping of marijuana but i I think you know why i'm doing that drooling sales have skyrocketed 800% over the past year. The company's pledged $30 million over the next three months to research youth and parent education because it's just catching a lot of flack. I, I, this is where it gets messy for me because like, it's too much for me. I need the FDA involved taking a, a look at the company. You get the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Hall Control Act. You're like, oof. These guys are selling product that our government wants to have a hissy about. Tell you how you should live your life. So that that complicates it for me. I don't know about for you. Speaking of complicating things, CFP Chad Burton, let's bring him in studio, talk a little email time from the email bag. Chad? Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, email came in that says something along the lines, is there a website to rank stocks by dividend yield and history of dividend yield? I find this wildly interesting Mm -hmm. because I I think it's probably asking the wrong
3: question. Well, yeah, because to pick stocks just simply by their dividend yield can get you into a lot of trouble. Um, I mean, for example, you could find an MLP, Master Limited Partnership, publicly traded stock like Magellan Midstream, which is a stock that I used to own. And uh, you could say, oh, gosh, it's got a great yield. But people don't realize that some of that yield is a return of capital. And so as you receive that income in a taxable account, your cost basis actually drops, and you don't even really notice it until you go to sell it, and then you're paying taxes on more than you thought. Um, Also, you get a K-1 that could force you to do an extension, because K-1s don't tend to come until after April. Um, And that's actually a pretty good area to invest. It's been a very successful area to invest is is MASH Limited Partnerships. There's different ways to do it problem is, is if you're buying stocks you don't know and all you're doing is the dividend yield two things happen number 1 if you get into a credit crisis situation or a rising rate environment those stocks can get hammered they can get hammered you might have end up being in a in a preferred share that you don't know the company very well and interest rates rise and you can lose 20% so there's some good high yielding stocks out there but to just invest in stocks for the yield and you don't know what the dividend coverage is how they're paying for that dividend? Are they borrowing money? Continue to pay for that dividend? It's a horrible way to do it.
2: Like one stock I own, AT and T, it's got a great dividend yield, but there's another stock that has a similar dividend yield that, like annually Mortgage, that mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch. Um, one's dealing with mortgages, one's dealing with you know business phones and data plans, and I, I trust the cash flow of one more so than I trust the cash flow of another. Mm-hmm. Um, so hunting for yield is the wrong way of going about it. Right. It's something you've talked about recently is when you put together a portfolio of income uh, or a portfolio designed to create and generate income is you kind of have to do a little
3: bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and mm-hmm. a little bit of that. It's not as easy as one size fits all. No, I just, I like, I did like dividend achievers. So that idea that you've talked about emergence, dividend achievers, which NASDAQ bought the rights to that indexing approach. Um, companies that have a history of raising their dividend on average, by about 10% a year. But you look at free cash flow and, and how they're paying for their dividend. And even you, you look at, at AT&T, they've got a great you know history of raising their dividend by I think it's something like 5.5% or to 10% a year on average. But you look down the road, and if they don't start increasing revenues, there's going to be an issue, which is one of the reasons why they're doing the deal that they're doing right now. It's to try to increase that revenue in the long run so they can continue their their payout ratio and then there's companies like Apple who borrow money to you know help fund their dividend. Yeah, they they've got plenty of cash to fund their dividend. The issue is that a lot of that cash is overseas, so yeah. tax reasons, which is what a lot of companies are doing. They say, you know what? We can actually issue debt to do some of these buybacks and some of these dividend increases and create even more value for shareholders because of our ridiculous tax code here in the US. It is pretty ridiculous. It's horrible. I mean, it's they they say here's 35% corporate tax, but yet here's all these loopholes. And so in just, instead of making it simple and say, okay, just pay a 15% flat tax, which the government would probably make more money, take away all the loopholes, cut the taxes in half, and the government would probably have more revenue. It just Instead, it creates jobs for CPAs and attorneys and to, do, to try all these fancy ways to avoid the system. What are some of the stock screens you would put in if you're trying to identify a good dividend-paying stock? Um well, again, free cash flow, looking at where the money is coming from and how they can cover it, and I think those are the biggest issues without getting too boring for morning radio. we okay, I'm with you. To get your calls on the air, you can always call 800-516-1220. It's
2: 800-516-1220. You can find CFP Chad Burton online at chadburton.com or newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Who can bob and weave through content like that and come back and say, and don't forget to take a look at Jewel, who... uh is a leading vaping play. I try to keep things interesting on the show. It doesn't always work. New York's the worst state to retire in. Makes sense. Cold and it's expensive. So, it's got a lot of culture, though. So maybe if you're wealthy, you don't mind the taxes. Maybe if you're wealthy, you like the culture. But you get the idea. Um... Where are you going to retire? It's always one of my, my, my fastest thoughts out there. Housing inventory is getting interesting. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of interesting. So, a housing inventory is starting, or the housing prices, the housing market, it may be starting to benefit from the one thing that could loosen a long running squeeze that has crimped sales and driven up prices more homes, inventory nation's housing inventory increased 12.2% in the second quarter. That's the biggest gain since early 2015. So if you were a gambling man, a couple of things you would say is on home prices. If, the, if you were in Vegas right now at a casino, at a sports book, they were to say, do you think housing prices are going to go up or down? Well, you would start putting facts together in your head. And some of the facts you could say are mortgage rates are more expensive parabolically than they were a year ago. From the three and a half percent to the four and a half percent, that's a big number exponentially. Obviously, going from three to four is a bigger jump than going from six to seven. So we don't know what the ramifications are going to be like three years, five years down the road, because you have to piece together little pieces, little flags, so to speak. The housing market is getting more inventory. Um, Now, we've seen sales remain robust. Housing supplies are still down 5.3% from a year ago. So even though inventory is starting to build right now, the supplies are down from a year ago. But it's slowing, which is worthy of note. There's an acceleration in new home construction as well as a willingness of more existing homeowners to put their houses on the market. You might be selling at a top the history of real estate prices it does get to the point where you're like oh man we just hit an all-time record of $1100 a square foot and if you're if you're saying that's home let's call home prices price per square foot you can kind of see a top at times and that's okay i like real estate for the long term i'm not bashing it but there are some people who are starting to say okay home supplies are starting to rise there's a flurry of new home construction, builders tearing down older single-family homes and putting up new units, more parking, a lot going on in the world of real estate. Do you think we're at the top? Do you care? Or are you in it for the long term? I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show.
1: Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black talking money invested in more. Social Security is always in focus. In large part, we have a very generous system, all things considered. That you pay into or that pays you later in life, through automatic monthly payments, Social Security. Do you know what your social security is going to look like? It's a pretty damn big decision in your life. Get off your butt, Do it, figure it out if you're paying taxes. Every now and then, I, I run into people who are like, "Oh, I make pots for a living. I don't pay any taxes." OK. I get it, you know? But when you're retired and you're expecting the government to take care of you, it ain't going to happen. Not on any level that feels good to you. What's your retirement look like? What's Social Security look like? It's not a lot. After it gets taxed, it could be down to $12,000 total if not less. Your health care is going to be expensive in retirement. It's not a freebie. It's severely discounted, but it ain't a freebie. And that'll only get more expensive. So go to ssa.gov and take a look at what is your expected payout, your spouse's expected benefit, what if you get disabled, what if you die, how much will your kids get till they turn 18. You put money into the system. The system's pretty generous about getting some of it back to you. But you still would have been better off doing it on your own. So if you can't wait until 70, that's a big thing. The longer you wait to take your Social Security, the more you get. But then we're starting to introduce gambling ideas to people. It's kind of funny. When I first started doing financial radio and managing money, Social Security seemed like such a long way off. And the idea of, oh, the second Friday of the month. I'm going to walk down to the mailbox and get my Social Security check. It was alive and well, and now it's just auto-transferred, right? Waiting until 70 to start taking your Social Security gives you generally the best return because you're getting kind of a built-in return from 65 up. When it comes to taking Social Security retirement benefits, the common refrain is that 70 is the best, 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 best number. That's the date when you get the highest benefit, your full retirement age, plus increases for every year that you held off collecting. But waiting to 70 doesn't make sense for everyone. If both of your parents died at age 66, take Social Security early. If you're married and are the higher wage earner, it generally makes sense for you to wait as long as possible. So there's some rules, but none of this is hard fast. Social security payments are based on mortality tables that have not been updated since 1983 and life expectancies have increased since that time. People are living longer than they would have been expected to back in 1983 because drugs have gotten better. Uh, Information has gotten better about how to live with strokes and information has gotten better about how to live with heart attacks. So there's credits for delaying social security and they're kind of not skewed correctly. They're, They're flawed. They'll be changed at some point in time. We're in an incredibly low interest rate environment at this point in time. For every year that you delay claiming Social Security, your benefit increases 6 to 8%, but we're not having a lot of inflation right now. So that 6 to 8% gain in the Social Security benefits that you get, that's not bad. If you're expecting 6 to 8% from real estate, you're expecting too much. If you're expecting 6 to 8% from stocks, you're expecting about what they typically give. And the government's guaranteeing it if you wait. For the lower-earning spouse, it generally does not pay to wait to take the claim beyond full retirement age, which is generally 66 or 67, depending on when you were born. They're kind of scaling in an older average age. You basically have a choice of benefits when you die of your spouse' benefits, so survivor benefits based on their, their record, which is often higher. So if you are the breadwinner and your spouse is not, Let's just say for the sake of easy argument, it's a stay-at-home mom who raises beautiful children. She may go back to work, but she's gone back to work late in life, and she's missed years of, of climbing the corporate ladder. So her final years of work may not add up anywhere near his. So she should take hers early. He should take his late. His bigger benefits when they grow at 8% per year for those extra years It's pretty sweet. For single people, it's preferable to wait until 70 for the highest monthly checks because you'll have more flexibility with cash flow on the highest, best option. But again, this is a lot of stuff. And you know what even sucks even further is it's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't ever pay attention to until they're retired. And I'll be honest with you, your brain doesn't work as well as it used to. Your body doesn't work as well as it used to. Your reason, you're a little bit more locked up in your ideas. So when do you start taking it? 66, 67, six 67, 69, 70. Here I come. Uh, a lot depends. Are you employed? What were your parents' health? Your income, your individual health story? You know, if you're the Thai soccer club. You take your healthcare benefit do you take your benefits early because like you've already escaped death once and we all know from watching Hollywood movies what happens when you escape death <laughs> so maybe you've had a couple art decks and about what's can answer maybe you should take your benefits early just to get them out of the way it depends on you so there's no right answer but it's worthy of looking at it about it. Americans will receive about $1 trillion in Social Security benefits in 2018. The elderly rely on Social Security benefits for about 33% of their income. Do you see how important this is? Go check out your Social Security at ssa.gov. See where you are in the rainbow curve of love on what you get in retirement.